0: Hey guys, you're listening to Tea with Gen Z, the podcast where we discuss the latest news by you and for you. Welcome to the After Show. In this segment, we give you guys the opportunity to talk to us, ask for advice, and take a deeper dive into the topics we discussed earlier this week. Today's episode is very special because it's a Valentine's Day special. As you guys heard on Sunday, the team talked about love languages and everything to do with love languages. I am joined here today with Aman Siddiqui, our producer. Hi, everyone. Hey. And we also have another special guest. This person applied to be on our podcast through a form we sent out on Instagram. So if that's something you're interested in, make sure to post on Instagram because we will be asking for a lot of guests in this upcoming season. Joined with us today, we have Ms. Huda Imran.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Huda Imran and I am a first year student majoring in biology. And I am really, really excited to be here as a guest on today's episode. So, and I really look forward to the fruitful discussions that we're going to have today.
2: So we made our guests do the love language test as well, and I'm sure they have the results ready. So Huda, quick question for you. What do you know about love languages and which one did you rank the highest at at your test?
1: Okay, so when I did the test, my highest ranking was actually quality time. And my lowest ranking was receiving gifts. And initially when I did the test, I've actually done it before in high school as well in one of my psychology classes. So I did know that there was five different love languages, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, and receiving gifts. Um, But yeah, the difference for me was pretty drastic between the highest and the lowest. Like Quality time was pretty high, like mid-35%.
0: My love language is actually physical touch which I definitely knew like when I was doing the quiz I was like yeah it's definitely a physical touch but my second was also quality time um I didn't pay attention to my least two uh but I would assume that there's something similar to you cuz I'm not a material girl
2: <laughs> same I'm not either gifts ranks at the last for me as well <laughs> and my top ones are quality time and words of affirmation i think they're like on par with physical touch as well so
0: in the roundtable discussion earlier this week we had Pooja discuss the idea of love languages and she first of all doesn't really identify with any specific love language although she did do the quiz and she got one but she mentioned how she feels like people express their love languages very differently with different kinds of people. Like she would show her love language differently to her parents versus her friends. What do you think of that? Do you agree? Honestly,
1: I think it's really interesting how these love languages manifest depending on who you're with. And honestly, I would have to agree. Um, Like, for example, I'm very close with my parents, but the way that I might behave or I might exhibit how much I love my parents might be very different to the way I express my love for my friends as well. So even though um, I think in my love language, which I do agree with my highest one quality time, it's a bit different because quality time is sort of universal as in I just want it from all of the relationships that I'm in. But for example, things like words of affirmation or acts of service, they might vary depending on the relationship. So obviously with my mom might help her around the house as an act of service, but with my friends, It might be through maybe reading an essay of theirs or helping them out with something university related. So it does depend uh, for sure. And it also depends on what your love language is, the highest one and how you choose to exhibit that.
0: I think I agree as well. My main love language is physical touch, but I do feel very awkward showing love to my friends through physical touch. I don't know why I just don't like to get really touchy with them. Um, a hug is fine but maybe that's that's about it Uh, but when it's with my sister or my mom that's a different story I love to snuggle up with them and I think it just depends it depends on the type of person as well not everyone would receive your love language the way you want them to but that's just a part of uh, life and how this whole concept works it's very arbitrary
2: I relate to the exact opposite of what you said and it is really subjective if I were to talk about how the love language test ranked my gifts, I'm pretty sure it was like in the one to 7% range, but still it at some symbolic days, I think a gift, a thoughtful gift would also mean a lot. Like if it was a birthday and someone put their thought into getting me something, on that day, it wouldn't just be like a 5%, right? It could even be higher than words of affirmation, although generally I'd say otherwise.
0: I think the important part about making any relationship successful whether it's a friendship or um with your family or anyone in general is part of having a love language is learning to accept someone else's love language as well you need to be able to receive it the way they want you to you can't just be like oh my love language is giving gift giving or getting gifts and then someone else's love language is physical touch and there's a clash there you need to compromise in some instances you can't just demand these things from someone and expect nothing in return is there any instance where you felt like there was a huge clash between you and someone else based on your love language and where it was completely impossible for you to make the friendship or relationship work um I actually
1: think that's a really interesting question because I 100% agree with what you said about compromising because love is just so vast and people just Portray it in so many different ways so it's very important to compromise and to think okay even if this love language doesn't match then I can still make it work so for example considering my highest by quite a margin is quality time I've often found that you know in life some people get busy so it'll be a long time and I haven't seen them Um, and plus with the pandemic as well um, when we're at home and things like that the quality time is vastly reduced so I have found that sometimes it can get a little bit difficult, but then it's nothing that can't be solved through communication. So for example, I might um, message them and I might say, hey, you know, it's been a long time and I would really appreciate if you put a little bit of effort in, maybe we could go here, maybe we could meet up. Um, so I would definitely say that yes, uh, I have faced clashes, but I wouldn't say I've ever let them reach a point where that relationship has completely failed because of a love language barrier
2: you know speaking of clashes uh, there's this question I'm still trying to find my way through like I find it extremely difficult to communicate some of these clashes even though of course communication is very important and I feel that especially with the example I gave before regarding gifts and birthdays like although gifts aren't something I generally want but what if I'm placing a higher importance on it on my birthday like how is that something I can communicate to someone else because it feels very weird going going like hey so on my birthday I really prefer getting gifts (laughs) because that's something that's going to make them spend and it just feels bad asking for it that way it's different for words of affirmation and everything else that's it doesn't require as much effort and money from your side um except for quality time but of course you get the question it's sort of a dilemma
1: yeah, absolutely. And I relate to you because my lowest love language is also receiving gifts. But if it's my birthday and someone gives me a gift, I'm not going to complain <laughs> to them. But at the same time, am I going to message someone a week before my birthday and say, hey, even though my highest love language is quality time, I would really like it if you got me a gift <laughs> on my birthday. Probably not. So I completely understand what you're saying. It's sort of a double edged sword where certain love languages are just easier to compromise with or even easier to talk to someone about than other ones um, so again like quality time is the one that takes effort but for example words of affirmation it's easy to say to somebody um, or ask them even like what do you think of me as a friend or what do you think of me as a daughter or things like that that's a little bit easier than to say hi can you get me a gift so I completely agree with what you're saying it is a little bit difficult, but at the end of the day, I think communication can solve a lot of different issues that people have in different relationships.
0: I think that's one of the interesting points about this um, concept of love languages and the idea that your love language defines you as a person and it defines the way any of your friendships or just any kind of uh, relationship you might have. The idea that your love language is the only thing that could ever make any of these Relationships successful is very wrong. So, I think that in many cases, people have clashed in their love languages and they've made the relationship work, they've made the friendship work. You just need to learn and understand that that is not the main defining factor of anything. It's just a label. You can be very versatile, you can have multiple different love languages. The number or the percentage doesn't define it for real, it's just a quiz. So, I think that people take it very seriously sometimes and they need to realize that it's not that deep. It's just a label. So if you feel like your love language changed randomly throughout the day, that's totally okay and normal. You just need to be able to communicate that with your friends, family, and whoever you're dealing with at the time. But just because you and your partner you and your friend have different love languages doesn't mean that the friendship won't work it's kind of similar to the concept of zodiac signs where people are like oh my god i'm a cancer and he's a sagittarius there's no way it's gonna work no that's not true it's just a facade Yeah, so honestly, I have to agree with what
1: you've said I found that even with your zodiac sign example recently that's taken a very, very big turn and a lot of people are. Using that to define their actions and to justify why a certain relationship is working or it's not working and similarly with the love languages and I think quizzes like this, they help you to understand yourself better and to gain a different perspective on yourself as a person. And of course, that's what we all strive for. We all strive to be better versions of ourselves as we progress through life. But at the same time, it is not something that 100% determines who you are as a person. And even what you said about your love language can change throughout the day. Honestly, I agree so much with that because for example, um, even if physical touch is my third love language in the ranking, sometimes I just need a hug or something from someone more than i need anything else for example if i'm really upset i might just ask someone hi can i have a hug is that okay and they'll say yeah of course so uh, honestly it's something that's so fluid and it changes so often that you can never say definitively oh this is my love language so this is who i am full stop no negotiation
2: yeah, that's true. That happens a lot of times, especially with when you're feeling sad and what you need in that situation. It's not always like, I need you to tell me how awesome I am and how things are going to be okay. I just need you to exist here next to me. And that's about it. We don't have to go into deep dive into what's going on. And I really like your thoughts about how the quiz works and how we can kind of develop ourselves through it and how it's not like a perfect thing to reflect upon. So I want to ask you something about something you said in our discussion before the recording. So you said that even though many people fear the consequences of being open and honest, the effects of bottling up emotions are often much more detrimental for the relationship in the long term. So this is something I'd love to hear you expand on further.
1: Yeah, of course. So um, I think this was in response to what I think would help relationships or make them successful. And I think the two things that I mentioned was compromise and communication, I believe were those two factors. So this is more related to that communication point. I was saying that based on my personal experiences with not even my own relationships, but also spectating the relationships of others. So for example, I've had people come to me For advice as well and say hi I'm having this issue with this friend or in my romantic relationship or even with a family member so how do you think I should deal with this and very often my first question to them is so have you talked to this person about this issue and they'll say well no I haven't and then my first response will be well maybe it would be a good idea for you to just go and express how you're feeling because I've often found that people will sit for weeks on end feeling a particular way and bottling up their emotions that are very, very negative emotions and that are also valid, but they will never go to that person and express them. And I think that is honestly very detrimental because things will only build up from here. Life changes very, very frequently and it's never going to be the same. It's not always going to be very, very happy. So things will pile up if you do not express to your friend or to your family member or in a romantic relationship any problems that you're having, those problems will only pile up and it will create more problems for you down the road. So, in that respect, I think that keeping your emotions inside is actually much more of a burden, both for you and for the person that you are in, whichever relationship.
2: You yeah, that's something I can really understand. And I like to use this stack of coin analogy to explain that further. Like every coin you put in a stack represents an inconvenience or something you want to tell the other person, but you end up keeping it with yourself. Every time something happens, you're going to add a coin to that stack. And eventually that stack is bound to fall and disrupt that entire relationship.
0: As someone who usually bottles up their emotions, I definitely think that I need to learn how to stop doing that. I just sometimes feel very guilty expressing the way I feel, especially if it's something I think is so trivial. But I need to learn to validate my own feelings and emotions and accept that sometimes the people I love can be wrong. And it's okay for me to feel this way. It doesn't mean that everything's gonna go down the drain and I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my life. It just means that there's a hiccup along the way, and that's a normal part of life. People argue, people face their ups and downs. So you just need to learn to move on and communicate your needs to whatever person you're dealing with. And hopefully that will lead to good things.
2: While we're at the topic of communication and not bottling things up, I am wondering, though, like, are there any situations where there are things that we shouldn't bring up to the other person because I was just thinking of a counter example and I thought of the situation like let's say there are three friends and one of them is kind of new but the new one gets close to the other one really fast and now the person who introduced them they start feeling let's say a bit insecure about the entire scenario of course maybe they bring it up once or twice Um, if it doesn't solve then if they end up bringing it like 20 times in a month for the next three months. Is that something, is there a situation where you'd expect communication and or would you think that's a situation the person should kind of sit back and reflect, maybe resort to other resources?
1: That's actually a really interesting scenario, Aman, because as a first year, I have also found that friendship dynamics do change quite frequently. So these sorts of things happen on a daily basis. So for example, one friend might introduce their friend to their existing friend and those two friends might bond way quicker and that might sort of create a level of insecurity for that initial friend. But honestly, I do think that over-communication is also a thing because a lot of, sometimes in life you have, there's certain things that you just have to face in a personal way. Like for example, there is no individual in life who shares each and everything with someone, there's always things that you're going to keep to yourself. So for example, in that situation, I would have to say that maybe you articulate it a few times, but if you bring it up constantly, then that will make the other two people feel a little bit strange. I've had situations as well where my friends might not articulate how they're feeling properly, but keep bringing up the same topic over and over and over again. And that makes me feel a little bit insecure. And then I have to question, how are you actually feeling? And they'll say, oh no, I'm was, i okay. I was just joking. But if you keep bringing it up, then the other people will doubt how you are expressing your emotions and how you're feeling. So I think it's really important to just be honest, be concise, be upfront. There is no need to necessarily keep repeating your same point. And if you've expressed yourself a few times and the people in front of you aren't understanding you, then that's also something that you need to seriously be considering because it is very important in relationships for the people to understand your perspective as well. You shouldn't have to keep, keep repeating the same thing over and over.
0: I think that's a really good advice. Huda, thank you so much for sharing. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted you to share with me the positive and negative sides of the concept of love languages in general. If you could just give me one for each and we'll take it from there. All right. So I think
1: I positive is something I touched upon briefly earlier on in today's episode, which was how it just allows you to grasp yourself a little bit better and to understand how you are as a person, how you prefer to receive love and things of that sort. So I think anything that allows you to understand yourself in a better manner is always very, very beneficial. Because sometimes, honestly, I'm going through life and I reach phases where I'm thinking, who on earth am I? Um, So it's really nice to have that sort of thing that reminds you, okay, this is who I am. These are my priorities. And these are my preferences. So that would be a positive. But then also, I'd say a negative would be taking that too seriously, as we touched upon before as well. So thinking that this is the end all be all when it is not that at all. So you have to understand that this concept of love languages, yes, it can give you a deeper insight into yourself. But at the same time, it's, that's all it is. It's just a quiz. It doesn't need to mean that you need to change your life. For example, if your life is going very well with your friendships and your family and you do this quiz and you see, oh, my love language is not what I thought it would be. So I need to change everything. I need to shift everything around. No, that is not necessary at all. This is just something to give you a deeper understanding but it is never something to take to heart in a sense that you need to change something that works for you
0: i definitely agree i think it's a really nice way of learning a little bit more about yourself and understanding the way your friendships and relationships work so i think it was like a kind of an epiphany moment for me when i realized my love language was touch i was like oh that makes a lot of sense and That kind of gives you a little boost of um, serotonin, but you're 100 percent accurate when you say that people do take it very seriously and that could be damaging. I think the biggest negative for me is that people really think it's the, the defining factor that they might have for any of their relationships to be successful. And that's very harmful and toxic sometimes even relationships are about compromise and communication and if you don't have these factors then none of them are going to succeed regardless of your love language so your love language is just there in the background as an extra way of being shown love and showing love to someone you care about but it's not as big of a deal as people make it out to be
2: so if i were to think of the pros of it honestly here's an important distinction i want to make like I think the concept of love languages is interesting, but not the quiz at all. Like when you're reflecting, sometimes knowing concepts can help you think about things and make sense of them more. So when you know the different kinds of love languages, and if you think about your life, it's easier for you to associate things. So that's the good part. It helps you reflect and make sense of things better. But if I were to take a con, then just in general, I don't like quizzes that claim that they can find out who you are, they can think, they can you know, give you numbers on the type of whatever you are. So that's, that's the thing you? I don't like about <laughs> quizzes.
0: Because here's the
2: thing, the questions are so binary. Like if you were to take those percentages, put them across different people, you know, it, it fails that test. You're not going to see the same hierarchy.
0: <laughs> Aman, you remind me of those BuzzFeed quizzes. I've done BuzzFeed quizzes that are like, yes, we what can kind accurately... of pizza are you? No, no. The questions <laughs> oh. like, we can accurately guess your name based on these three questions and then i do the quiz and the answer is like dylan i'm like hello <laughs> Close. no and honestly the questions
1: were so obvious like it was to say oh i one option was i like to receive hugs and the other option was i like someone to tell me how great i am so yeah. you could subconsciously anyone could be able to tell which love language it, it's leaning towards and someone could just manipulate For example, if I think that my highest love language is quality time, I could have just manipulated the answers and just picked out all of the quality time ones, even subconsciously, not even realizing that I'm doing it. So in that sense, I actually love the point that Aman made about how the concept is interesting, but maybe the quiz is flawed because of just how obvious it is as well.
2: You know, I think it's great that you brought up the example of the two questions. Like, I want to be told how great I am versus spending quality time, if I remember correctly. Because the way some of those are phrased, they make me like rethink, am I supposed to like this? Like, when I read a sentence that says, I like to be told how great I am, I'm like, no, that's, the way that's phrased makes me sound narcissistic. Like, I don't want to click this, even though if you phrased it in a different way, I'd be more prone to doing so. Can you tell me how great I am? no (laughs) my love
0: language is actually being mean so (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening to today's after show i had a really good time discussing the concept of love languages with you guys and thank you to huda for coming on the show it was great to have you Thank you so much
1: for having me as a guest it was honestly a wonderful experience and again I urge all of you whenever Tea with Gen Z open up applications for guest speakers on Instagram please please apply it's honestly a, a amazing experience you're going to have wonderful discussions and just have a great time it's honestly a great way to start my Sunday so yeah
0: you heard her if you guys want to be on the after show or any other episode make sure to check us out on instagram at tv underscore we i've said this before but i'm gonna say it again and again we are revamping our instagram feed right now it's gonna look so good so you don't want to miss out and we will definitely have some really cool things coming up and applications for you guys to attend recordings and be here with me with aman with the whole team thank you guys so much and bye
2: Bye, everyone.